gardening with Still Shop. Free upgrades on selected tools. Good morning, Mr. Klein Pastor. Hello. Good that morning. was a very, very disturbing interview, isn't it? <sighs> See, I how many, look. Uh, how many people in Auckland? Oh, for God's sake, for all uh, oh, oh, the other places, we're, we're going to get to two really million in this. Auckland soon. Ah, yeah. Well, this is what we're going to get to two million. Really? You saw the writing on the wall years ago and moved south. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, is there something that we can do, like saying on the edge of New Zealand? Let's say we had a land border. And we can put a sign up saying full. full. Nope. I don't F think so. Off. I don't think so. Because, you <laughs> know, right now, you, lettuces are going to skyrocket in price because workers can't come in to cut them, you know? Oh, yeah, but that, that is laziness. That is, that yeah. is silliness. No, we've got to go is. back to that time. You know what I mean. You know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, I do. I do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, right Never mind. I, I, just, I just can't believe this because I, I'm just wondering what archaeologists in a yeah. thousand years' time are going to dig. Look, there's this whole city, and it's an empty shell of rubbish. There's not a garden here. Mm. There's no space for all that. There's no nature literacy. Oh, God. I tell anyway. you what, I, I saw something just on that, because it yeah. relates to trees. There was a proposal that we have a three thirty and 300-metre rule. So on each property, you should mm -hmm. have a tree of three metres tall. Mm -hmm. Within 30 metres, there should be, uh, what is it? It's three, 30 is like, um, you should be able to walk to a green space in 30 and you should be able to walk to a park of some description within 300 metres. It was nice. just a nice, succinct way of saying, yes, yeah. we are going to end up with more people living in smaller spaces, but how can we introduce some green space into all of this? Because you're right, if you look at the canopy in mm. cities like Christchurch, you know, the Garden City, um, and, and parts of Auckland, and there's little protection for trees, what's going to happen? No, not little. Zero. That's right. Well, unless it's first, on the council list, typically. No, well, what list? The first thing that goes, Peter, is the trees. Yeah. We've got this this hideous thing called, what is it, Kennedy's Green at the bottom of Kennedy's Bush Road. And all the green was the first ones to go. And then somebody right. cut, chalked over the top, Kennedy's Brown, Kennedy's shit, Kennedy's <laughs> whatever. And, it, and so they had to take these signs away because people were getting really shitty with that marketing Civil bullshit. Disagree. It Brilliant. was so amazing. Brilliant. Oh, Brilliant. Saying that, anyway. I'm, I'm starting to feel guilty now. I'm going to prune <laughs> our, well, I'm not doing it, I'm getting a qualified arborist in to prune a Puhutakawa tree on our property this week. And undoubtedly, someone is going to squeal and say that I shouldn't be touching it and all the rest of it. But No, I think you can do that. Yeah. That makes that makes total sense. But if you have respect for the tree that you're yeah. trimming, and I know you do, I have no mm. problem at all. Mm. Uh, and I've already found somewhere for the mulch because that's going to the to the school. I saw the gardener of the yesterday. I went, mate, you want some mulch? He goes, yeah, absolutely. So yeah. there you go. Yeah. Rightio, let's rip into it. If you've got a question for Rud, you should call us now. 0800 80 10 80. Mark, good morning. Good morning. Now, no, it's you again. <laughs> the old bag. I love it. How are you, Mark? Good. Well... A li little bit older and a little bit unwiser, but never mind. Tell me, I've, I've went the same way, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, we've always done the, done the, tried to do the um, praying mantis. Mm -hmm. And we just about couldn't, but we had, used to have a few, get a few. Um, and this year we've got so many... Of the of the um, other ones 
Mm-hmm. Um, the African ones, yeah? yeah. Yeah. And we had to go for our lives to get them. And now I think I've got the native one. Oh, good one. Yeah. Yep, I've got Pragmatic. one on my desk and I feed it by hand with my forceps. <laughs> no, I'm, I am. I'm training right. it to get used to the forceps like my son taught me 20 years ago. All <laughs> oh, right. Hilarious. But anyway, so so you you'd like some more praying mantises in your garden is that what you're saying? Oh, we've got them we've got the other ones and yeah. and we've had the other ones going, the good ones. Yeah. Um and but this this one is the native one, I think. Well, the native one has got these blue spots on its front legs, has right. a broader a broader thorax behind the head, and it is uh, it is not at, and when it's a female, it is not as big and fat as the South African ones, for instance. No, this one is, is quite little, uh, quite small, yeah. and um, and they come inside. So, um, oh, but cool. I I think that is the native one. Could be, as long as it's got a broad, this is the most important thing, the broad thorax, you know, that's got a really flat, broad thorax behind the head. And the African one is very thin and skinny behind the head. That's really the big difference. Right, yeah. Yeah. But they do the same thing, of course. Yeah. Dreams are free. Yeah, dreams are free. Lovely, lovely to hear that, Mark. Next time I'm in Gisborne, I know where you live. I'm coming to say today, unless unless you're still flooded. You have to come to Eastwood Hill. Well, we oh, weren't okay. we weren't <laughs> flooded, so we were Good. just part. Oh, the farms, the everything. Oh, I know. Unbelievable. I know. Sad. Okay. Mm. See you, my darling. Well, Thank you, Michael. Take care. Okay. Lovely to chat. Hello, Carol. Hello, Carol. Hi. Um, I'm boss of you. Uh, I've got uh, whip and raised gardens. I have got vegetables. Uh, cauliflower and broccoli, which are all leaf and nothing developing in the centre at all. Um, what am I doing wrong? The gardens are filled with uh, soil, um, yeah. topped up yeah. with uh, garden mix, but I also put uh, compost in there. Have I fertilised too much? Maybe not. Or no, no. How long ago did you plant them, by the way? By the way. Oh, or seven weeks, maybe uh, six weeks, maybe. No, just have um, patience. Yeah, there, there's absolutely nothing. The, the broccoli, there's a little bit of uh, woolly kind of broccoli, but it's not actually developing. But there's absolutely nothing else. Now, seeing that broccoli and and both cauliflowers and broccoli are actually the you're eating the flowers or florets or flower heads, if you like, which is your vegetable. It might need a bit of potash. And for that, it's very simple to go to a garden center and get a little bit of sulfate of potash and put that around the plants just a little bit, water it well in. But uh, and most of the time you wait and it's actually a waiting game. Sometimes I have the same feeling and suddenly, literally two weeks later, boing, there they go. Much appreciated. Thank you, Carol. And okay. uh, Chris, good morning to you. Hi guys. Hello. I have a a gorgeous, well-established grapefruit tree, which fruits prolifically, but something of late has attacked some of the leaves, and I've bought an all-purpose spraying oil, which I thought I'd apply this weekend, but the tree houses dozens of birds, which I feed twice daily. (laughs) Will the sprayed leaves be a problem for birds, please? 
No, not with co- conqueror oil. That's quite an organic material. Right. Oh, that's no, excellent. No, I wouldn't worry so, about that at all. But what is it that is bothering your... I'd like to know what is bothering your grapefruit tree. Can you give me a bit of a description of what it is? Look, if I said to you the tree, the leaves were a bit sort of gnarly, um, curly, and it's some, not all... Uh, but yeah, they just sort of, it's got quite a, on the underneath actually, if I'm looking at one of them, it's got some black dots underneath, yeah. but the others on the top, sort of quite curled, okay. has that description. So, and where are you, where's your garden, which part of New Zealand? I'm in Wellington. In Wellington, Hawaii. okay, so you, mm-hmm. you could have citrus whitefly, which is that black stuff on the underside, you quite often yeah. get some, some black sooty mould on the leaves as well then, and yes. they look a little yes. bit yellowish sometimes, and, yes. and not that healthy. Okay, your yes. oil aimed at the underside of the leaves can ah. do a really lot of good for that. And so would Excellent. neem oil and things like that. Yes. The curly leaf is a is an affection is an effect from a um, from a fungus that causes causes leaf curl, which is quite an apt name, I suppose. And that yeah, can be yeah. very easily controlled by a spray of copper, another organic material you can use. But quite often, the leaf curl is of no concern to the health of the tree, so I wouldn't even bother. Really? Yeah. Don't do the leaf curl. Don't worry about it. But if right, you got, okay. look, if but you've got a spray, side. you got some. If you got some liquid copper, smack it on, and you'll find it's gone in uh, quite quickly. <laughs> Excellent! Oh, look, you're a legend. I knew you'd know. Thank you so much. <laughs> I wholeheartedly <laughs> agree. I wholeheartedly agree, Chris. Lovely to talk <laughs> to you. Thanks, Take guys. care. Hello, Barry. Okay, Ruth. Um, just a couple of quickies. Um, you know, we get that little bug in your feijoas. Is that guava moth? Yeah, likely, if, especially if it tunnels in and makes a pinhole a- exit and entry, uh, if you like, and then inside it starts to rot a little bit because it's can open you get to the elements. No, not really. No, well, yes, you can, but you don't have great percentage of success. Sometimes you can. So, so here's here's a very quick summing up. If you would net your fruit or your your whole tree, if you can, with a very fine gauze netting so that the moths can't lay eggs on the developing fruit, you can do that. Number two, if you use Yates' success as a spray, which kills caterpillars, and do that on a regular basis, then if there is a caterpillar that tries to chew into your fruit, it will get the success in its guts and basically ends up with, uh, say, diarrhea from here to Wellington. And it won't make it, but that's only 50% successful. Another thing you can use is neem oil, also 50% successful. Yeah, right. Okay. Now, the other quickie, um, we've got all these little tiny ants invading our house. They don't seem interested in, you know, getting into the sugar and stuff. Are they not um, after the sugar and sweet stuff? Are they... Some of these might be protein else. feeders. They might be protein feeders. So they How go for do you the get cat- rid of them? Because the ordinary uh, ant killer stuff doesn't seem... They're not interested in that. Well, these are microscopic putins. They're really hard to get rid of. <laughs> yeah, all right. Yeah. And last quick, last quickie, um, Rude. We have a, a shell garden, which I call my beach garden. It's got driftwood and, um, you know, all sorts of sea things in it. And we seem to have a lot of these little, um, I thought they were lizards, but I think they're not, are they? These little brown fellas, are they skinks or geckos or something? Yeah. 
And you're in the, in Auckland, many. aren't you? And they're quite yeah. and they're quite braze, brazen in nice and sunshine, and uh, they're about uh, three four inches long. <laughs> oh God, here we go. They are everywhere at the moment, aren't they? Yeah, yeah absolutely yeah, everywhere. Um, why why have we suddenly got an infestation of them now? We never used to have them. Because they're Australian, they came in, they call them the rainbow skink, we now call them the plague skink, and the the real bugger of a thing is, these guys, um, are, they lay eggs, they're one of the few species of skinks we have in New Zealand that lay eggs, there's one native and this one, and they actually eat other skinks, they're really mm. predatory and they're not very good for our native fauna and our insects, if I just may raise a flag for this wonderful little group of creatures called insects, are being eaten by them in large numbers and try try to find online a way to identify plague skinks from all our native skinks and trap them, get rid of them, really. It's sorry to Do say they eat that. maggots? They will, yeah, if you give them maggots. But if you poison the maggots, that would be good. <laughs> no, I just Do you know what, what I mean? Feed them on. I'm not trying to get rid of them. I'm just wondering what they eat. Well, they eat all sorts of native insects. They eat uh, native beetles, native flies, native moths, native caterpillars. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. No, they're not, in look, all seriousness, thanks, Barry. Uh, in yeah. all seriousness, I mean... Everywhere. Yeah, I know, but can you realistically get rid of this no, no. Not, not not realistically quickly enough but what we can do is hang fire clear your section as much as you can until we find a way of how to deal with this right. and it might be genetic because I have to say I did notice um, oh. the other day I was doing some work on a property and they had a beautiful sort of concrete courtyard you know nice and warm yes. and every time I walked out there was this little one about <laughs> oh, maybe 40 millimetres long tiny yep. little thing Lying yep. on the concrete, having a sunbathe, we'd run yep. away, come back, run away, come back. And yep. a big one, actually, about four inches long in my garden the other day. Yep. That's about as, high, as big as they get. But honestly, they are a serious pest. So Google play, Plague Skink or Rainbow Skink, which yep. is the old name, and you'll find all the information. So if I hit one with a motor mower, I shouldn't feel too bad. No, I wouldn't, actually, especially if the tail flies in all directions. <laughs> <laughs> and on that delightful note, let us go to a break. We'll be back in a mo. Great text has come through. My cats yeah. are great at catching those skinks. <laughs> Everyone needs a cat. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. I said, how ironic. I, re I, I replied, oh, how ironic. Eh? But it's true. They are. Cats are really good at catching their skinks because the skinks indeed sunbathe on those warm yeah. patches. And, uh, and, and they might have their eyes closed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, ours anyway. has got a bit lazy on that front. Jill, good oh, morning yeah. to you. Good morning. Hi. What can we do for you? Hi. Rude, I've got three um, uh, native gardens, huge ga gardens. I've got cabbage trees that are coming up because of the seedlings last year. Oh, I've yes. got flax, new flaxes and I've got baby koi coming up. And I want to know if there's anyone you can recommend I can ring and see if anyone would like them. I thought of these people that plant down the streams. Oh yeah, that, uh, yeah. I I know what you're saying, but sometimes the the flexes that I don't know what you've got in your garden when you've got all these funny little coloured varieties, and quite often people that restore the New Zealand native vegetation would only like the original uh, eco sourced mm. stuff that is from the, the region. You know one. what I mean? Yeah, green one. Yeah. Yeah, the, I've got the, plenty of them, but yeah. Yeah. Well, you, you could get get in touch with your local restoration place and see if they want some. 
um, you never know. Because there are just so many of these groups, which is awesome, that are yeah. cropping yeah. up all, pardon the pun, uh, all over the place and kind of dealing with, like, it's my backyard, I'm going to look after it, which is yeah. bloody yeah. awesome. So where, yeah. where do I get all these restoration places from? How do I get them? Oh, you go online, I suppose, and find out. Where are you ringing from? Pukikoi? Oh, yeah. Oh, look, your council will have a biodiversity yeah. ranger. Got it, Jill. Okay. Your local council or your local uh, your local department there will have biodiversity rangers who are already doing that and working with these groups. Mm. Okay, all right. There you go. Easy. Brilliant. Hey, all lo- the best good you. idea. Must say, caller of the day, darling. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> Take care. Uh, Graham, good G'day morning. Good morning, guys. How are you today? We're good. Great. Hey, look, in my veggie garden, I have what I've identified as a brown-spotted caterpillar. I don't know whether you've seen them around uh, in your own gardens, but these used to be around, you know, in the last year or two. Now there seems to be a real infestation of aiming for the brassicas and lettuces, you name it. Now, I've sprayed them with Nature's Way Pyrethrum, didn't yep. work. I've tried them with Maverick. That's still not working. And these things seem to be in a convoy of getting out amongst the cabbages or brassicas in general. And they walk they reckon? walk they walk on the ground and they go for seedlings or they go for established plants? Both. Okay. And they and you say there's quite a few of them at the same time because there are some army worms that do this sort of nonsense late in summer. I think it's getting a bit late, um, but the, the the probably the best material for caterpillars is success. Success, yeah, Yates, another Yates product, which is probably best for. Ca- and the good thing about that success is it's actually based on a an, a formulation that is an like an excrement of an uh, I think it's a bacteria, and that really knocks them around naturally, if you like, because they yeah. get these bacteria in their gut system, and that's the end of them. Yeah, because there's, there's some real small ones of like they're growing into the adult stage. Of course, yeah. And you've got these adult adult ones, and last night there were three of them, the larger ones following one another, and nothing better than putting your foot on them. No, that's right. The other good now, yeah, I now look, I, I'm with you, Graham. I I don't really put my foot on them. I collect them and feed them to my redback spiders. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so success is the <laughs> Easy, very yeah. good. <laughs> yeah, and and my trapdoor spiders and my my giant centipedes—they love them. They love them. Oh my God. <laughs> They're morons. Those things, though. Get, yeah. Don't get your hands in front of them. Well, there you are. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you very much for your help. No worries. Lovely mate. to talk to you, Graham. Bye-bye. Take care. Okay. We'll take a See short you. break. Be back in a moment. A quick fix for a young myolemma tree. It's losing all its leaves. It's got nice um, green lemons coming on it. Uh, it's planted in a reasonable-sized pot and some citrus um, mix, and uh, all the leaves are coming off. I think I've got about 12 left. What's the colour of the leaves, Joan? Green. Green? And the little lemons on the tree are, le- are green as well. I've had one small... Uh, Ten seconds, Rud. What do you reckon? Okay, it could be a root rot, could be overwatering or underwatering. I have can't tell you from this distance. Sorry. There you go. There's the answer. Well, sort of. Uh, yeah, so, sort uh, of answer, uh, yeah. A smorgasbord yeah. of answers. We're yeah. doing it again next week. Take care. Like the, <laughs> All the very best to you, mate. Take care. <laughs> Anzac Day tomorrow. Take care.